Howdy, everybody. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 34 of the Rifts or Die podcast for April 12th, 2021. As always, if you want to support the podcast, you can pick up some merch from riftsordie.com, or you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash riftsordie. Make sure to follow me on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and all that good stuff. This episode is brought to you by Censorship. Limiting the free exchange of ideas, one burnt book at a time. Censorship. Get rid of those pesky new ideas once and for all. Censorship is effective at cleaning up history, news, facts, information, and washes things effectively, especially brains. Censorship. Now available everywhere. I hope this message finds you well and taking it easy. Well, recently, boy, oh boy, did I get in some hot water. Apparently, Instagram is not interested in having you post quotes by historical figures. I had a post removed three different times for, quote, inciting violence. Now, the thing that I posted was a quote by a very infamous world leader that we've all heard the name of, and he is repulsed by almost everyone. Now, I'm going to read you the quote that got me on Instagram's shit list. Here we go. Make the lie big. Make it simple. Keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. Let me say that again. Make the lie big. Make it simple. Keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. There's a quote by Adolf Hitler. A lot of people attribute a quote very similar to this to Joseph Goebbels, who was the lead propagandist for the Nazi party in Nazi Germany in the 30s and 40s. Goebbels did say something just like this, but Hitler also wrote this in his book, Mein Kampf, or English translation, My Struggle. Now, I don't understand how that phrase in any way, shape, or form is inciting violence. This is a quote from one of the most infamous manipulators that ever walked the planet. This is a quote where he's talking about how easy it is to control the thought of people to commit acts of mind control, to brainwash people through the use of repeated propaganda. The quote again, make the lie big, make it simple, keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. That sounds an awful lot like what we're dealing with right now in today's world, doesn't it? We all keep getting force-fed these simple phrases, and even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, we keep repeating the phrases, and eventually it's getting soaked into the minds of millions of people, as if it's the truth. Just because you repeat a lie a million times doesn't make it the truth. Call me crazy, but I don't think that's how reality works. Maybe I'm out of my mind. But when I posted this, I was referencing 
the lies that we're being subjected to right now about lockdowns, about COVID-19, about vaccines. It's nonsense. There's a lot of logic missing from the mainstream narrative about what is going on and what the best solutions are for this problem. Propaganda is extremely dangerous. Censorship is extremely dangerous. And on the last episode of the podcast, someone asked me if I've ever been censored on Instagram or the like. And in the last podcast, I had to say, no, actually, that's never happened to me. Well, lo and behold, the day that podcast came out, I posted something on Instagram and it got censored. I re-uploaded it two separate times. So I posted it a total of three times every single time it got taken down. Now, I don't know if this is AI technology that detected a swastika in the image or if this was individuals reporting it. I'm leaning towards it was probably people reporting it because they were offended by it. So on the third upload of it, I took the uh, markup function on my iPhone and I blacked out or scribbled over the swastika on Hitler's arm and I scribbled out his last name. It just says Adolf H. We all know who it is. And with that, it stayed up for a while, a few hours, and then it got flagged and taken down again. Now, what is censorship? Censorship is when you try to cut off people's access to information itself. Political correctness and politically correct language is designed to limit free speech. The ultimate end game of political correctness is to end freedom of speech. What happens when you end free speech? You end people's ability to communicate with each other and you end people's ability to have access to information. Terrence McKenna famously said, the world is made of language. I believe that to be largely true. The world is made of language. So when you start dictating what language people are allowed to use and not allowed to use, you start altering the fabric of reality. You start collapsing the world. In the last episode, I talked about how censorship is very dangerous. And it's dangerous because by cutting off people's access to information and cutting off people's ability to communicate freely and openly with one another, there is no room for debate. There is no room for discourse. There is no room to let ideas duke it out and let the best ideas win. When you start censoring what people are allowed to say, all you get is the same fucking narrative all the time. You're not going to have room for debate. Oh, hey, he's saying something that, that we're not allowed to say, so we can't listen to him. Shut him up. If you don't see how that could possibly be dangerous and detrimental to a free society, you're beyond help. I can't help you here. But it's been real interesting the last couple of days. I've... Uh, Posted a bunch of George Carlin quotes, pieces from his stand-up bits, or just things that he said over the years. 
And a lot of people are very offended by the things that he has to say. That's nothing new. George Carlin was always looked at as a very offensive, outspoken, free-thinking, stand-up philosopher. It's not shocking that people are offended by George Carlin's sayings. But it is very interesting that people are more offended by words than they are offended by actions. They are more obsessed with making sure that you shut the fuck up and fall in line than they are about their own personal freedoms. Some guy on Instagram was calling me out about, oh, name one instance where the government used political correctness to end free speech. I basically told him, Governments don't even need to implement any sort of new laws or regulations because people like yourself, the PC police, will do it for them. The PC police will shut down people that say things that go against the narrative. The government doesn't even need to make laws. We've created a society where everyone is more than willing to throw each other under the bus and to rat each other out. It's kind of like the microchip argument. A lot of people think that we're going to get microchips so they can keep track of us. Why would they need to do that when everyone's got a supercomputer in their pocket that's tracking everything they do? You don't need to force tracking devices on people when people will beg and pay for and love the fact that they have tracking devices in their back pocket. But this guy was talking about, give me an example of government using political correctness to end free speech. And I hit him back with the fact that Donald Trump in 2019 passed a new bill stating that on college campuses, you are not allowed to criticize the nation of Israel. You will be considered hateful and using hate speech if you criticize the government of another country. Nothing in the verbiage there about Jewish people. Nothing about Jews or anti-Semitism. It was sold in the media under the guise of it's an anti-defamation law that applies to anti-Semitism. But that's not what it is. It's basically law written to say you're not allowed to criticize the Israeli government. It has nothing to do with Jews or Jewish people. It's saying that you are committing hate speech by speaking out against a foreign government. Could you imagine if there was a law put on the books that you are committing hate speech if you criticize the government of Russia, the government of China, the government of England? That would be insane, right? But apparently it's not insane when the government in the U.S. makes a law where you are forbidden from criticizing the Israeli government. Funny that. Right there, crystal clear, black and white, that is the U.S. government using political correctness to limit your free speech. It would be funny If it wasn't true. Seems like a joke, right? 
But you can't make this shit up. This is the world we live in. The real world is stranger than fiction. I feel like we're living in some sort of a sci-fi novel right now. There are obvious parallels to 1984, Brave New World, Idiocracy, Wally, and countless other stories that sci-fi writers have written in the past. A lot of it is becoming real life. One of the things that I posted on Instagram that got people real riled up again after posting that Hitler quote was a quote from George Carlin saying, political correctness is fascism pretending to be manners. I believe that to be true. Political correctness is fascism pretending to be manners. The ultimate end game of political correctness is to limit free speech, dictate what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. Hmm, who else did stuff like that in the past? Huh. I don't know. People like Hitler, Stalin, Kim Jong-il, Pol Pot. Political correctness starts with, hey, you're not allowed to say that word or this word. And these ideas, when you give them an inch, they take a mile. So it starts with, you're not allowed to say this word, you're not allowed to say that word. And eventually it's, hey, you're not allowed to criticize your own government. And for anyone listening that doesn't think you could possibly get to that level, do some homework. Look at what happened in the history of Nazi Germany. Look at what happened in Stalinist Russia. Look at what happened in Mao Zedong's China. It starts by limiting the ability to communicate freely and openly. And then eventually, that hand clenches into a fist and chokes out the life of anyone who would dare go against the grain. This is extremely dangerous. We're in a fucking crazy time right now. I don't need to say that for you guys to know it. You know it. You feel it. This has never been seen before. The amount of Orwellian-style doublethink that is at play today is mind-blowing. The reason I posted that Hitler quote is because I keep seeing all of these people that are so enamored and in love with big pharma and government at the moment. I have never seen people so elated to make their medical situation public record. Everyone is so proud that they got an experimental vaccine that was sold to you by big government and big pharma. Not only was it sold to you hard by Joe Biden, it's also sold and passed by Donald Trump. If you don't trust Donald Trump or if you don't trust Joe Biden, why are you rushing to go get jabbed by an experimental vaccine that was created by the same organizations that caused the opioid epidemic in America. The pharmaceutical industry in America is the number one money-making industry in this country. Makes more than oil, makes more than sports, 
makes more than TV, makes more than radio, makes more than newspapers, makes more than war, makes more than anything else that this country capitalizes on. And all of a sudden, Big Pharma is trustworthy. All of a sudden, government is trustworthy. I am just completely blown away with how on board everybody is with their trust of big government and big pharma. I remember a handful of years ago, everyone was freaking out about how that snarky asshole raised the price of AIDS pills. He raised the price of AIDS pills. Everyone lost their fucking mind. This is evil. Big pharma is evil. Fuck them. This is so bad. Big pharma is the devil. Oh my God. And now those same people are running to Big Pharma to get jabbed with an experimental vaccine that got rushed out faster than any vaccine in the history of the world. It's truly shocking. This is an experimental vaccine for something that has about a 99% survival rate, even if you catch the bug. I'll take my chances. People's critical thinking skills have gone out the window. If they had any to begin with, they have completely wiped their ass with them, stomped on it, and then lit it on fire. People that are urging others to get the vaccine because they got it. I have a real serious question for you. If the vaccine works, what is the problem with other people not having it? If the vaccine works and you're all good to go, then what are you worried about? If anyone has a good answer to that question, I would love to hear it. Feel free to write in podcast at riftsordie.com. I love hearing from you guys. And shoot your thoughts over. I would love to see what you guys are thinking. Because I don't want everyone to think like me. I don't want everyone to think like me. I just want people to think. Let the best ideas win. There may be great ideas that I'm unaware of, that I haven't heard of, that would sway my opinion on what's going on in the world right now. And I am completely open to those new ideas. We need freedom of speech so that I have the ability to access those new ideas and have my mind changed so that we can have the best ideas winning. If people want to run out and get an experimental vaccine injected into their body that got rushed through under emergency conditions and we don't know the long-term effects of yet, if people want to do that, they are completely free to go do it. Freedom of choice is a beautiful thing. If you feel like getting the jab is a good thing, knock yourself out. Go for it. I ain't mad at you. But the notion that because I got it, you have to get it. That is the foundation of what some would call medical tyranny. You can do whatever you like, but don't infringe on my rights. You want to get vaccinated? Go ahead. 
but you can't force other people to do it. It all comes down to freedom, individual liberty. I have believed for years and I still believe you should be able to do whatever you want as long as you're not infringing on the rights of others. Individual liberty. What a concept. Here we are in the, quote, land of the free, and we seem to have a lot of people buying into fear and not thinking critically. Desiring that others have less freedom. The world's crazy, and it's going to get a lot crazier, I think. We're going to see some wild stuff. So what am I doing to make sure that I don't catch the Rona? Well, I've been eating healthy, getting lots of sunlight, and taking supplements. You can do your own independent research on this stuff, but since everyone's so proud and outspoken about what they're doing with their body and their medical situation, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Again, you don't have to do what I'm doing. You can research all of this stuff for yourself and you decide if you want to put this stuff into your body or not. But I've been taking quercetin, spelled Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, quercetin. I've been taking quercetin, zinc, vitamin D3 and K2, glutathione, pregnenolone, DHEA. I've been taking these supplements for, I don't know, about a month. I feel great. I sleep better. I have more energy, more focus. Haven't gotten sick. So like I said, you can go ahead and do your own research. You make your own choice. That's the great thing about freedom of choice. You can do it or not. It's up to you. But if you have any interest, I researched this stuff for a long time. I spent many, many, many hours on the internet researching what these things do, how they can possibly benefit me. I'm taking them because all the research that I did pointed in the direction of these would be good things for me to be putting into my body. All of the things that I've been taking are non-GMO. They're all organic. They're all natural things. And I've had zero adverse reaction to any of them. The list of things that I've been taking, again, it's quercetin, zinc, vitamin D3 and K2, glutathione, DHEA, and pregnenolone. You can look those all up for yourself and find out if they're right for you. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. Just letting you know since everyone seems to be wearing their health and medical records on their sleeve so proudly. Now, what I'm putting into my body, I'm not proud of. There's nothing to be proud of with the things that I do (laughs) when it comes to taking supplements to try to stave off viral infections. I'm not proud of that. It's just something that I'm doing. But a lot of people seem to be very proud of themselves for running to the doctor to get an experimental vaccine that we don't know the long-term effects of 
and it's not a typical vaccine. A normal vaccine, they give you a little bit of a disease or a virus so that your body will build an immunity for it. There have been plenty of vaccines in the past that have worked wonders for the human race. For instance, we don't really see cases of polio. We don't see measles. We don't see smallpox. Vaccines basically eradicated those things. Some vaccines are good. Some vaccines are helpful. So I don't need anybody coming at me like I'm an anti-vaxxer. I am not against all vaccines. Vaccines are like cars. Some of them are good. Some of them suck. We're not talking about vaccines in general here. I'm talking specifically about this brand new vaccine for COVID-19. This new vaccine is not like the vaccine for measles or polio or smallpox. It's not a little bit of COVID-19 that they put into your arm so that your body builds an immunity to it. It's a completely different animal that we've never seen before on this planet. And it is being pushed on us very hard by mainstream media, big government, and big pharma. Three entities that I don't really trust all that much. They've got a pretty shitty track record when it comes to their trustworthiness. So I'm not in a rush to believe the things they have to say. I take my supplements, I eat healthy, try to get enough rest, drink a ton of water, and I'm not an idiot. If I was feeling sick, I wouldn't go out. And if someone tells me that they are infected actively and they are sick and contagious, I'm not going to go hang out with those people. It's pretty simple. I saw an interview yesterday with Dr. Anthony Fauci who I'm sure everyone is aware of at this point. He's a medical media darling who has worked for several presidential administrations dating back decades. So he's definitely an insider and he knows what's going on behind the curtain. But anyway, I watched an interview with him. It was on MSNBC. And the host of the show basically said, hey, Dr. Fauci, Texas opened everything up, no masks. They're having baseball games outside and bars and restaurants are full. And since Texas removed the mask mandates, they've seen their numbers of COVID infections and deaths decline over the last five weeks. Before the mask mandates were removed, Texas was seeing on average about 7,000 cases of COVID per day. Here we are five weeks later, after mask mandates have been removed, and the average infection rates in Texas are about 4,000 per day. That's almost half versus five weeks ago. What up with that? It was really funny to watch Fauci dance around with his response. He didn't really have anything great to say. He was a bit dumbfounded. Now, I suspect that a few weeks from now, we'll have much more information on if the Texas removal of lockdowns and the opening up of Texas without masks, we're going to know if it had an adverse effect on people's health or if it did the opposite and things basically stayed the same. 
we'll know more in a few weeks, but I thought that was really interesting that Fauci was grilled about, hey, Texas opened up and their numbers are actually going down. That doesn't make sense with the mainstream narrative. And Fauci didn't really have a good response. Fauci works for the CDC. The World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, and our entire medical and education systems were all founded and funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. Rockefeller worked hand-in-hand with J.P. Morgan, the Rothschild family, and the Warburgs to create the Federal Reserve banking system in America that was passed by Woodrow Wilson in 1913, thus making every person in America essentially tax cattle, debt slaves. These people that had more money than God and were hungry for more power and more wealth are the same people that are in charge of the WHO and the CDC and your education system and the banking system and oil and energy and healthcare. These are the people you want dictating where your health sits. These are the same entities that created the IRS. The IRS is no more than the collections agency of the Federal Reserve Banking System. These are the same people that designed the IRS to be able to lock you in jail if you do not comply and forfeit about one-third of your hard-earned money. Taxation is not merely just theft. It's extortion. They steal it from you and say, if you don't pay, you will be punished. It's the same entities who extort about a third of your income through the use of force and intimidation. I mean, if you believe in the system and you trust these entities, this podcast is not for you. You're probably rolling your eyes and ready to throw your phone through a wall. And that's fine. You can listen to this. You can not listen to this. It doesn't make any difference. I'm going to still say what I'm going to say. And you can look up all of these things that I'm saying and find out for yourself that I'm not full of shit. They don't teach you this stuff in school because guess what? They don't want you to know this stuff. And when I say they, or when anyone who talks about this shit says the word they, people roll their eyes and like, oh God, who is they? When I'm saying they, I'm talking about the people who pull the levers of power in our society. I'm talking about the gigantic banking and business interests that control far too much of the things that affect our daily lives. The last thing these entities want is for people to be critically thinking and plotting out ways to join hands with their neighbors to overthrow this fucked up system. That doesn't help them very much if there's a whole society of critical thinkers who don't look at their neighbors as enemies, but instead look at their neighbors as allies to fight a common goal. That doesn't do them a whole lot of good. Divide and conquer is the tactic, and it still sadly works. 
people are too busy squabbling with their neighbors to realize that their neighbor is not their enemy. They have a common enemy. Real progress is never made because people keep fighting with each other instead of realizing they have a common enemy and go against the common enemy, fighting hand in hand. People power. Educated, critical thinking people power terrifies the establishment. The masses, if they were awakened and not being led like sheep to the slaughter, if the masses were awakened, that is the ultimate nightmare of the people that control the levers of power in our society. If there's an entire society full of critical thinkers who are on the same page with each other and realize how badly we're getting fucked by this corrupt system, the game is over for them, and they know that. So they take measures to make sure that doesn't happen. Problem is, you can fool some of the people all of the time. You can fool all of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. There are people out here that are not fooled. The people who are not fooled are a threat to the establishment. The people who are not fooled are a threat to business as usual. The people who are not fooled are a threat to this fucked up system. They've created a society that has citizens ratting each other out and talking shit to one another because they don't say the right things. They go against the grain. They, they don't fall in line with the agenda or with this or that political ideology, political dogma. They've set up the society to where people, ordinary people, will keep the free thinkers in line. Government doesn't have to do it because regular people will ostracize them from the society, cast them out, call them tinfoil hat-wearing people, conspiracy theorists, you're crazy. You're a nut job. If you know anything about the creation of the Federal Reserve, fractional reserve banking, the fact that multinational corporations are outside of the jurisdictions of governments, how big pharma controls almost everything in the healthcare industry. I hope you realize that America and New Zealand are the only two countries on the planet Earth where Big Pharma is allowed to advertise on television. Did you know that? You don't see advertisements for pills in other countries, with the exception of New Zealand. America and New Zealand are the only two places on the fucking planet that let Big Pharma come into your living room and tell you and your family about how they can help you. Side effects may include drowsiness, diarrhea, skin rashes, loss of vision, loss of hearing, insomnia, impotence, sterilization, birth defects, bleeding out of your asshole, death. Ask your doctor about this pill to see if it's right for you. And you know with these big pharmaceutical companies... If you have adverse reactions to their vaccines, you're not allowed to sue them. You are not allowed to sue the vaccine companies 
if your dick shrivels up and falls off. If you have a heart attack, if you have some sort of problem with your nervous system, your endocrine system, your lungs stop working, your brain stops working, you get Alzheimer's, you lose your sight, you lose your hearing, you develop some sort of autoimmune disorder. If any of that happens, you, the customer, you're not allowed to sue them. Does that sound like the kind of organization that you want to let inside of your body? That if they fuck you up, you're not allowed to sue them? That's how this game is rigged. Maybe people don't realize that, but that is how this game is rigged. If their vaccines fuck you up, you are not allowed to do anything about it legally. There is zero accountability. This is why I'm so shocked that people are rushing to go get these vaccines. They have no long-term history. They have no data in the long-term anyway. People are just eating up the lies hook, line, and sinker. Somehow government and big pharma and the news are all trustworthy all of a sudden. It's really fascinating. I'm sitting here on the sidelines just watching it all with my jaw on the floor. It is really, really fascinating. I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Hit me up, podcast at riftsordie.com. Shoot me an email. Well, we've gone through some heavy shit here, my friends. If you made it this far, thank you. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on anyone or I'm yelling at people or anything like that. But this stuff really just blows my mind. And it's frustrating to see smart people, friends and family, that um, are just falling for propaganda. It's really, really crazy to me. And that frustration may seep through in my voice. I'm not an angry person, but my mind is completely blown at how willing people are to bend over and open up their asshole to get fucked by this system that has a history of raping people. The censorship really bothers me. The mind control and the propaganda really bothers me. And the fact that so many people are buying the lie and are proud of it and want you to be well aware that they bought the lie and they're proud of it. And if you don't buy the lie, you're a piece of shit. Is all so fascinating to me. It's very mind-blowing. And I want to know what you guys think about it. But like I said, you can't fool all of the people all the time. And I am not fooled. My brain is thoroughly unwashed. Look into Operation Mockingbird. Look into the Tuskegee experiments. Look into Event 201. Look into Operation Northwoods. Look into the creation of the Federal Reserve. We're being conned. We're being scammed. 
I'm well aware of it. I'm trying to let others know what I know. And a lot of people will say that I'm a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. I just posted something on Instagram that may get flagged and removed for later, so I'll just tell you what it says right now. It made me chuckle, and I thought it was worth sharing. It says, the real conspiracy theorists believe that the government cares about them, the media would never mislead or lie to them, and the pharmaceutical industry has their best interest at heart. Those are the real conspiracy theorists. People that trust government, trust media, trust the pharmaceutical industry. In my opinion, you gotta be pretty fucking off-based and out of touch to believe all of those things. But here we are. Got millions of people eating it up. Gobbling it up. Can't wait to get more. As we march into the future, tread with caution, my friends. There is a lot of bullshit and propaganda out there. Do your best to avoid it. That's all we can do. You can become aware of the manipulation and then not buy into it. And all you can do is urge others to join you. Because right now we are witnessing the Hegelian dialectic in full force. The Hegelian dialectic is problem, reaction, solution. Someone creates a problem to get a reaction. And that same person that made the problem offers you the solution. This ties right into what people would refer to as false flag attacks. It's the same kind of thing. It's exactly what Hitler did to kick off World War II and invade Poland. The Hegelian dialectic. Problem, reaction, solution. Hitler burned down the Reichstag. There was the problem. He wanted to get a reaction. He got the reaction he wanted by saying, hey, the Polish did this. We got to get them back. Let's go invade Poland. Fuck them up for burning down one of our buildings. Then the solution was the actual invasion of Poland and the submission to the Nazi party. The Nazis created the problem to get a reaction. They got the reaction, and then the Nazis offered the solution. And people just gobbled it up. This is no different than the situation we're seeing right now in this country. The Hegelian dialectic is in full swing. Problem, reaction, solution. Wake up. You have to wake up. No one is going to come save us. We have to save ourselves. And we cannot save ourselves unless people are awake. Once people are awake and their critical thinking cap has been on and they put some of the dots together, there's no going back. A mind that's been stretched to new places can never revert back to its old form. Basically, once awake, always awake. So if any of this that I'm talking about resonates with you, 
please feel free to share with your friends. In fact, I urge you to share information with your friends that will help wake them up. We're sleepwalking off of a cliff. If you're awake, you need to do your best to wake others up so that we don't all get destroyed in the end here. I'm not a medical professional. This is not medical advice. I'm not a journalist. I'm good at research, but you know, I'm, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a medical professor. I'm not a physician. So you can take my words and throw them right out the window. That's fine. You have that right. And maybe I'm wrong about all of this stuff. Maybe I'm completely wrong about all of it about censorship, about the Hegelian dialectic, about the vaccine, about media, about governments, about big pharma, about bankers. Maybe I'm wrong about all of it. But what if I'm not? What if what I'm talking about is not irrelevant? I'll leave you guys with that. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you made it this far, I commend you because this was not necessarily a fun episode. (laughs) It's not not very upbeat and chipper, but it's things that I feel like needed to get said, man. Because I think we're living in a time right now where it's potentially far more dangerous to sit down and shut up than it is to speak out and make your voice heard. We are in for some crazy times, and the less people asleep, the better. My musical suggestion for this week, especially after this episode, is going to be on Spotify. There's a really great compilation called Mozart, Piano Music for the Brain. It's a compilation that I really love listening to because the production is awesome. The mix is great. And uh, the pieces are all played like flawlessly and beautifully. Mozart's awesome. And when Mozart is played well and mixed well, well, it's even more awesome. So maybe that'll help clear the mind a little bit, calm the nerves a little bit. And it's something that I've loved for many, many years. And I hope that you'll enjoy it as well. Like I said, it might be very needed after listening to this. (laughs) These are my opinions. You can take them or leave them. I don't know everything. In fact, I don't know more than I know. Socrates said, the wisest man knows how little he knows. I'm very aware of my own ignorance. There is a lot that I don't know. But I don't feel good about keeping my mouth shut about some of the things that I believe I understand. Especially when we're living in a time where medical tyranny is right around the corner, and in a very literal sense, our freedoms are at stake. Our liberty is under attack. We are under attack. If you value liberty or freedom, I appreciate you. And I send lots of love your way. I hope that those ideas become infectious with other people in your life. Now is not the time to give up. 
Now is not the time to give up on freedom or liberty. Right now is when we need to be shouting it from the rooftops louder than ever. Let's try to leave the world a little bit nicer than the way we found it. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's a mad world out there. Take care of yourselves and each other. I'll talk to you all again sometime very soon, likely next week. Feel free to shoot me emails at podcast at riftsordie.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to riftsordie.com or go to patreon.com slash riftsordie. Follow me on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. To everyone listening to this, I want you to know that I really appreciate you. And if you're hearing this part of it, I gotta tell you, man, I am very grateful for you. Allowing me to speak my mind in this way and not feeling the urge to turn it off. I really do love and respect and admire that. I respect people that want to tune out and turn it off as well. But to those of you that have a mind open enough to hear me out until the end, that is something worthy of praise. So from the bottom of my heart, I really mean this. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it for me for today. I'll talk to you all next week, okay? Stay safe. Be vigilant, my friends. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.